You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to opening up discussions that most men aren't having, but you certainly don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. This is a weekly program, and your comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. And hey, this is a brand new year of Real Men Feel. And well, actually, it's a brand new year of everything, <laughs> not just Real Men Feel. But uh, we're very glad you're joining us and taking part. And as we say goodbye to 2017 and welcome in this new year of bright, hopefully bright opportunities and positivity. And uh, there's really no better co-pilot for a show like that than my good friend Apio Hunter. Hey, Andy. Happy New Year and Happy New Year to everybody who's here tonight. It's good to see everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're all uh, here and taking space. And again, we're, we are recording this on January 3rd. And um, I, we're, you know, the, the holidays kind of made us do that. We weren't going to get together and do, the, do a show on the first. And, and our guest had, uh, this is the first time, this is the first night that our guest was available. And it's also cool because I delayed my normal New Year's Eve rituals just to prove to everyone listening that, you know, you didn't miss it. It doesn't have to be New Year's Eve, and you you know you can you can you can be like a company, make your own fiscal year whenever you feel like starting over, and you know. So some of the processes we'll talk about, some of the rituals, um, they can be in the first day of the year, the first week of the year, the first month of the year. Um, but one thing I always do, each year I get Louise Hayes um, calendar of uh, positive thinking calendar, and and just her message for the whole year. I want to read it for everybody. It is a new year, time to shine like the stars. This is a wonderful time for reflection, inner growth, and illumination. Let's keep in mind that at any moment, we always have the opportunity to choose love or fear. In moments of fear, we must remember the sun. It is always shining, even when clouds may be obscuring it for a while. Like the sun, the one infinite power is eternally shining its light upon us, even though clouds of negative thinking might temporarily obscure it. This year, may we continually choose to remember the light. So that's from Louise Hay, who's one of the many people we actually passed on in 2017. So, but I thought that was a wonderful message. And speaking of wonderful messages, let's introduce our, our guest for the uh, premiere show of 2018. It's, we have the Angel Encourager uh, back. I think this is your third or fourth time, but uh, Pete Cassaboon is here. Hey, how's everybody doing today? Thank you so much for having me, Andy and Apio. I'm so excited about tonight. So I'm Pete Cassaboon, the Angel Encourager. I'm an angelic intuitive medium. I started trying to think of myself as an angelic healer and motivator. 
So uh, I connect with angelic uh, forces, and I also connect with uh, transition souls and, and other energies. Fairies are starting to come. All, all kinds are like, hey, I want to join the party. <laughs> uh, tonight is on uh, endings and beginnings, I believe that's true. And three of uh, the archangels have stepped forward, and they would like to um, kind of be involved. So there's no telling what could happen. I'm very excited. Awesome. I, I love surprise guests. This is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I always love it when they show up, too. It's, it's always a blast. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially if Michael is around. You know, Michael's a little silent today. Yeah, yeah. Michael's, Michael's not one of the three, so this is going to be very interesting. It's, it's three that, um, that I, I work with, but I've never worked with them together as a trio. So this is going to be rather interesting to see you know, how this really, really works. Um, if, whenever y'all are ready, I'd like to do a little bit of a meditation, just kind of call them in and kind of go from there. Does that, does that yeah. resonate with everyone? Yeah. Beautiful. Take Absolutely. it away. Awesome. All righty. So if, let's take four deep breaths. So the first Archangel that would like to present themselves tonight is Archangel Haniel. Archangel Haniel is the ebb and the flow Archangel, really works with moon energy, really talking, I think, with the endings and beginnings, how we as men and women, we sort of see uh, things as an ending and beginning, but really for the angels, it's all one continuous flow, it's all one continuous stream There really is to them in their, from their viewpoint, one thing. And in order for our human brains to really kind of understand things and be able to categorize things as we love to do with our egoic selves, you know, we have to create sort of like an, an ending and beginning. So Archangel Denial is coming forth. And we always think of it as with the ebb and the flow. You know, there's certain times in life where we really feel like we've had, we have, you know, we always say feast or famine, you know, that kind of concept. And I always want to try to get people excited when the, the idea, when the tide goes out, because that simply means that the energy is building and the longer the tide stays out, the bigger the wave coming in is going to be, you know, just like the ocean, no water is really ever lost. It's simply changed places and it's going to eventually come back again. So Archangel Hanile is here to really help us with that, that ebb and flow. Uh, the other archangel that's here with us is Archangel Azrael. And Archangel Azrael is kind of a bad rep, known as the death angel. But Archangel Azrael helps us with those that are transitioning, helps those that are grieving, but also helps us with grief and sorrow and really letting go. You know, so many times you know, when we have an ending and we're, we're not ready to move into the new beginning, it's because you know, we're trying to hang on to that which we, that is the known. Even if we didn't like the known, it is the known, you know, in the ego we like to structure our idea of who we are, you know, around what has been. And so the, the new is scary, you know, even if it, even if it looks brighter, you know, we want to hang on to it. So Archangel uh, Azrael helps us to, you know, let go of that old. I mean, if you can imagine like a, like a, like a piece of food, if you keep hanging on to it for centuries and centuries, it'll only spoil. But if you let it go and let the new come in, you know, then you can have new and you can fresh and you can do new things. Uh, the other archangel that wants to come in tonight is Archangel Shamuel. Archangel Shamuel really works with the lost and found and also with perfect angelic relationships. He's really here in his role of really the lost and found because I think so many times, 
you know, the reasons we don't want to let go of endings is because we think we feel like we've lost something. But when we realize that, you know, with the fabric of all that is, how we're all connected, you know, that there really is nothing to lose because you are already everything because you are a part of everything. So those three together would like to come together. I want you to imagine Archangel Haniel coming forth. Hmm. Archangel Haniel, sort of like a, like a moonbeam, sort of like that uh, kind of that off creamy white color, you know, with the, maybe little sparkles in it, like you, you would think like with moon dust. Just imagine beginning at the bottom of your feet, that energy just kind of swirling around you, swirling around you, letting you know that emotions and being happy one second, perhaps sad the next, those ebbs and those flows are, are nothing to judge. They're simply the natural patterns of things. And it's how you, you know, you can't really experience the real highs unless you've experienced the real lows. So celebrate the lows because it helps you to really experience more of the highs. You know, if you were constantly on a high, if you were constantly eating chocolate ice cream, chocolate ice cream would lose its flavor to you. It loses its appeal. It loses its specialness. You know, but when you have to take in the bitter, you know, then when you have that sweet, then it makes, you know, it just becomes so much more delicious to you. So realize that that, that ebb and that flow, that change, that, that juxtaposition is perfectly natural. Feel Archangel Haniel coming up to our, our hips, our torsos, our shoulders, up to our heads, just kind of surrounding us in that feeling, just letting us know that it's perfectly fine, it's perfectly natural, and it's actually wanted for us to feel both sides of everything. Hmm. And then we'll bring forth, we'll bring forth the next Archangel, we'll bring forth Archangel Azrael. Archangel Azrael is sort of more of a, um, like a, like a butterscotch color, I guess I would say, starting from the bottom of our feet, just kind of searching out those points of, of pain, searching, pointing out those, those points of suffering, the things that we're holding on to, things that we're the grief and the guilt and the I wish I should have and I wish I could have and I should have done this and I wish I had been that and and just letting us know that we're perfect right where we are. We're starting from this very starting point now. And when we hold on to the past, all we're doing is we're just watching it spoil and fester in our hands. It just makes us sicker. But when we let it go and realize that it was perfect as it is and that we are perfect where we are, we just get healthier and healthier. And just feeling that that kind of that butterscotch color is coming up our legs, coming up to our hips. Mm, I feel somebody having something in their right hip right there. That's, that has to do with familial connections, something, some kind of guilt having to do with, with family connections somewhere that you feel guilty. You know, so many times the reason Archangel Azrael works with both the grieving and with guilt and sorrow and shame is because when somebody is passing, that's when we really realize, you know, I wish I had said this to this person. And I can tell you that as, as one that connects with transition souls, you can actually sometimes have a better relationship with others after they've transitioned than before because they completely understand. And you're in a space of total freedom where you can be completely honest with them and they can be completely honest with you. Just imagine that energy coming up your, up your rib cage, up to your shoulders, up to your head. Just feel all that just like lifting out of the top of your head, just being pulled and sucked out of the top of your head. All that, all that grief, all that pain, all that suffering, all that woe, all that agony that you've held on to for some reason for so many years. Those addicts that we just stuff full of things that we never ever touch. And it's time to just let it go and let it go back into all that is. 
Mm. And Archangel Shamuel comes forth. Archangel Shamuel is sort of like a light pink energy, starting from the very beginning, the bottom of our feet, just kind of swirling around. All those things we feel like we've lost, all those things that we feel like we no longer have a hold of, and like, I used to be this, and I used to have that, and why don't I have it anymore? And realizing that it's all about transition, it's all about change, it's all about the new, it's all about becoming more. And, you know, if something, if something goes away from us, you know, it never really truly was ours, and it's time for it to release, it's time for us to release it. And sometimes those things can come back, you know, so many times with physical items that are taken away, like if you can't find something, sometimes that's like fairy energy taking it away. And then it's Archangel Shamuel's pleasure, you know, to really bring it back to us. But it's about stepping into that angelic faith, that angelic grace that it's right there for you and that you will find it and all that is well. And Archangel Shamuel coming around, coming up our hips, up our rib cage, up to our shoulders, around our head. Mm. Mm. I felt sort of a wave, like a like a big pressure wave in my head, and then it kind of released. Somebody really just kind of like letting go of that and just really letting go of that feeling of loss, letting go of that feeling of victimhood and starting to really realize that all is perfect just as you are. You know what I mean? And it's so much about really stepping into angelic grace. You know, so many times when I face something that I humanly don't know how to handle anymore, what I simply do is I say, I turn this over. And I want you to make this gracefully turn out, you know, well. And then I just kind of fall back into that faith. I fall back. I just breathe and fall back into that grace of that all is well, that all is taken care of. You know, as a human being, you know, all that we really can do is, is just what we are capable of doing in the moment. And then just letting go of everything else. You know, staying, keeping that focus of how we'd like it to be, taking those actions that are before us, and letting go of everything else because if we don't let go of it, we're holding it back. It's exactly what we're doing. These three archangels are now linking hands and sort of swirling around us, mm. <laughs> bringing us love and peace, <laughs> bringing us connection. They just want, to, want us all to know that there is really one thing and where we see the ending and the beginning of something is simply our own definition. And when we let go of that definition and realize that we have hold of everything, that we are part of everything and that everything is a part of us, we never can truly lose anything or be lost or not have everything you possibly need right now in this moment. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That was fantastic. That that covered everything I had in mind of points to cover and how to let go without feeling like a victim and without blame and guilt and like, yep, it's all good. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Right now. <laughs> so, so anyone listening, if you if you joined halfway through that, um, if you're listening and you're not in a place to really take that in, uh, give yourself the time and space to listen to that meditation again and and feel that energy. Allow those shifts to happen. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that was just beautiful. Thank you, Pete. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing them to come forward through me. I feel like the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> do, do they ever speak up at inconvenient times when you kind of oh, wish? 
sex is the weirdest time for them to speak up. I still have issues with that. I still have issues with that. But they're so, I don't know, yeah, they're, they're there all the time. And yeah. yes, yeah, they do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's funny because Pete, you and I have had conversations about that before. Yes, we have. Very hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because one, one um, thing I've noticed in, in myself and in other people, you know, when you get to the end of the year, especially if it's a year you were glad it's over and you, you know, you kind of can be full of um, guilt and blame and shame and victimhood. And, and what I loved about that experience was just, oh, it's an easy way to just like, to let it go without being attached to it, without forcing it out of you, without, again, just without the, the attachment to it is the best way I can say it. Mm. I know. And we truly figure out who we are. And like the, you know, they're always showing me like all the time repeatedly that, you know, there's this big mansion just full of every resource and full of every, you know, person that we could possibly need right there at our beck and call. But we, for some reason, want to live in the guard shack in front with no plumbing. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's really us that doesn't step into knowing that we think that everything is all up to us, like everything, like, you know, we just put all this pressure on ourselves. Like I'm the one that has to perform and I'm the one that has to do this and I'm the one that has to do that. You know, in the current career I'm in, it's so much the machismo of, you know, you gotta, you gotta take these action steps, you gotta do this and you gotta do that. And it's, and it's so much when I, you know, my, my most um, stellar moments have been when I took a 10 minute nap in my car and then walk out and everything just kind of falls into place, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called not just detaching but sharpening the saw mm. you know, like what Steve, Stephen Covey refers to in you know his his famous work you know the seven habits of highly effective people you know one of those habits is to sharpen the saw and we some we frequently forget to step back Mm. And to give ourselves the space and the time, even if it's five or 10 minutes to detach, reconnect, detach from the stuff that's driving us crazy, reconnect with ourselves and with our space and with, you know, that grounded center, which, which each of us has that you know, allows that moment of brilliance to shine. I know that your thing now, oftentimes when we speak and, and when you were doing, you know, you were acting in the full capacity of the angel encourager, brilliance is one of the, the frequent words that comes up and one of the frequent subjects that, that the archangels themselves like to touch on a lot. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to kind of share your perspective on brilliance, particularly as a perspective of letting go of the old and welcoming the new or welcoming the now and how to step into your brilliance into the now. Well, so, you know, and I, I think the reason they really like to work through me is because I'm sort of a little bit of a math and physics geek and <laughs> you know, we all are just kind of light energy. So I really totally just kind of get into this. And, and let me say that I, I see each of us as almost like a facet of a gem and each one of us refracts that light in our own special way. That's why there's 7 billion of us. That's why we're not all the same person because we're, we're all, you know, experiencing the divine really in our own, our own special flavor. And we're really kind of revealing to the divine itself who it is and what is possible. It's almost like I see the divine as like this child that's learning about itself. It's this very interesting sort of snaking its tail kind of concept, if you will, you know, and I think that um, if I were to define 
define evil or the devil or whatever you would think of as negative energy. For me, it would be about fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. It would be what holds us back. It would be what dims our light. It would be what um, causes, you know, like a shadow upon our, our brilliance, if you were. Um, and that's, I mean, to, so that's the only energy that I really give, you know, the devil or however you want to really talk about it, simply about um, shading, you know, almost like a lantern and just kind of shade, you know, your, your full brilliance and who you are and allowing yourself to shine. And I think that, um, I think especially right now, and I think especially with your show that you're doing, it's about uh, each of us, especially you guys, really learning how to sort of unshield that light and allowing it to go out there. Because it's a very, it can be a very scary thing, you know what I mean, to really kind of let your full brilliance out there. And, you know, because we, we have all these ego structures that come up of, you know, what do I, what do, I don't know anything. And why am I the, you know, how can I be the one saying this? And these other people are so much more brilliant or whatever goes through your brain, or I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm too big or too small or blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever you go, little <laughs> <laughs> cachet we want to throw in front of ourselves at that very moment. So yeah, brilliance. And, and as you know, I mean, I've, I've run a program called Booster Brilliance. So I, I love that you're really calling to that Appio because it is a subject that they really love to come, come to because I mean, the, the angels just think of us as just these superstars. You know, there's, there's this, this sort of like idea. If you study like the history of angels, there's been sort of like this idea of them being like these, almost semi-deities and almost like they're above us and almost like they're in control of us and they are powerful over us. But really in truth, the angels are really there as our kind of our henchmen. They're there as our helpers. You know what I mean? They know that we come from the divine and we have, we have willingly decided to sort of dim our own life in this human experience. And because of that, they think we rock because they're like, they know who we are. And they're like, you have been willing to spend however much time you're here on this earth as uh, maybe this sounds wrong, but as a diminished being from what you truly are simply for the expansion of the universe, simply to bring more to all that is. So they're like, we're there to help you every step of the way. The Bible even talks about thousands, tens of thousands of angels sitting right there on your lips, just waiting, just waiting for the expression of what you will call forth. But the thing is, they give no value to what we call forth. In other words, if we call forth a rock hitting a, a window, they think that's just as amazing as uh, getting a diamond ring. I mean, to them, it's the same. There's no, you know, there's no a judgment one or the other. So when we call something forth, we're like, okay, you know. <laughs> so it's really, really important for your word and what you speak forth and what you think and what you what you, you know, feel. And they're always showing me like the, the most important, the most valuable real estate on this planet is what's is this real estate right in between here because it's you know it's us that makes that 100 i think it's 150,000 dollars per square foot uh, apartment in Shanghai worth who says that's worth that much money this right here does who says a diamond is worth more than a piece of coal this does right here so i mean this right here this space right here is the most important real estate in the entire world and it's what we allow to fill in you know they're often showing me the concept that our brain is like this, this super high rise, you know, and, and the road below is every imaginable thought going by. You can't, you can't control the, the stream of consciousness, the consciousness that runs by, but what you can control is what actually comes into your building and decides to take tenement. You know what I mean? And it's the idea of, do you have, you know, do you have, are you, are you a slumlord? 
or do you run a really you know beautiful classy building you know and it's based upon what what you tell your doorman is allowed to come past your lobby you know and every now and then you're going to let a bad tenant into one into one of your into one of your apartments but you know what you have the right to evict them as well sometimes it takes 6 months you know we all know how eviction works or maybe i mean not personally thank gosh i don't think anybody else does but we have the concept you know it can take a little while to evict them but you absolutely can then you can repaint the whole apartment and have it all start out from from scratch, so I, I, that's a lot of allegories I've thrown out there, but I hope that gives, that really touches people and really kind of gives them the concept of really what we're talking about. You know, I really like to take those those ideas that we really hear in the mindful world and really give them teeth. You know, it's about to me, it's about radical spirituality. It's about spirituality uh, in the twenty four seven, not just when you're meditating or on top of a mountain, but like when you're in the dark alleys and when you're you know looking at the litter strewn park or wherever it's about bringing spirituality to that moment as well yeah i mean if god is everywhere then yeah everything even the ugly things you see are divine exactly yeah. exactly and I, I again i love everything that you you've shared so far because I, I, I was never big on resolutions and the people that i it seems each year few and fewer people are doing it or it's just my circle of people maybe um but resolutions always seem to have like a negative tint. It, it's focusing on what you don't like about yourself, and you know, I want to, I want to change this and alter this, and I don't like this, and it, you know, it just has this negative tint to this. And so I love what you said. You know, there's really no endings and beginnings. It's really about welcoming and engaging the flow mm. of your life, of your growth, of mm. the light, of the dark, and and recognizing and you know allowing that angels are judging us and they're just as amazed if i stub my toe as if i you know invent some great new product um that takes the pressure off <laughs> and it's also the idea that you know we, we think of an ending as like it's over with and we lose that energy but if you really think of your of your life is sort of like uh the building of, of something then you notice that the ending you're simply the new beginning is simply adding on to it you know so many times like i'm in a new relationship and I, I can almost see it like um, we will we will get to we'll we'll get up so far in in one stage and then we'll go to the next stage but we're going we, we're down at the bottom of it like we get to the very top of one stage and then we get to another stage but we're at the very bottom and it feels worse there than it did at the top of the stage below but I know we're at the next floor so it's about knowing that we didn't lose that first floor we're just kind of building upon it and that's you know so don't think of an endings as gone think of a the endings as a, a new way to build upon the experience that you already have. You know, even Abraham Hicks talks about, you know, the, the person that, you know, was a multimillionaire and then lost all their money and thinks, oh, I'm starting all over from scratch. And she's like, no, you don't, because you've had the experience of being a multimillionaire. And because you've had that experience, you, you know what that flow feels like. You know what that rhythm feels like. You know, you know, you, you have so much more information than someone that's never been there before has. So that's exactly the same. And, uh, you know, I forget what the term is, but the, the Japanese idea of, you know, like when the bowl is, is broken and you take it and you fill it in with gold and you re rebuild it and it becomes more valuable then. That's the same thing with our lives. You would think of our lives as shattered, you know, but the angels are always showing me how, you know, when great, you cannot have great joy unless you've had great suffering. And the larger your suffering, the larger your capacity for joy, the larger your capacity for empathy. It's like it increases your, your jug or your, or your vessel that you're able to fill joy up with. Uh, that's why you see people that have had probably fairly uh, easy lives, so to speak, can be rather, rather vacuous sort of people when they, when they kind of present themselves. And it's because they have not really experienced those things. You know, it's really kind of a, 
nah, I guess the shame, but you know, I'm not going to put shame on anybody. That's, you know, I'm not gonna put judgment on it. Whoops. Yeah. I'm stopping okay. here. <laughs> it, it's it's like uh, about resilience. If you've never, if you've had such an easy effortless flow, the, uh, such minor things can just really knock you for a loop. But yeah. kind of the more scarred you are, the more resilient you are, though in the moment you might not always recognize, at least for me, I don't always recognize my resilience when I'm in the middle of the shit and muck. Yeah, and I, and I challenge anybody to think of one story of a hero or heroine or one true life story, even if it's in comic books, think of one single story that you've ever heard where there's somebody that you really think that has accomplished a lot and find and see if there's not some huge challenge that person faced at some point. Because, the, it, you know, whenever there's, I mean, there's only great opportunity and great challenges. So it's about learning how to really uh adore those challenges and realize, wow, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to shine forth. You know, this is my opportunity to see the other end of the stick. You know what I mean? Not just seeing the side that's trying to whack me over the head, but see the side that's trying to, you know, whack at the, whack at the pinata over my head. That's about to shower every blessing I can possibly imagine. You know what I mean? If you take that stick and just keep going whack, 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 instead of going whack, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> There's two ends to that stick. So it's about, you know, about really realizing that. And like I say, try, try to in your, in your mind for one second to think of anybody that you really respect, that you really think has become successful, has really accomplished so much. And then go back through their life story and find out there's going to be some kind of great challenge of some kind that they faced. Yeah. I mean, it's the archetype of the hero's journey. Hmm. And if you had a hero that was born heroic, everything was easy. It's to be the most boring story and it would never be retold. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody loves the underdog story, don't we? Yeah. Because, <laughs> and again, I love how you put it. The angels are proud of us and amazed because we're all underdogs by taking our, our infinite selves and putting hmm. them into a finite container to be hmm. challenged. That's uh, yeah, that takes a lot of courage and resiliency and bravery that hmm. a lot of people, especially in their, challenging times don't see that right right and we're already such you know we're already so victorious i mean if you listen to gary v he talks about how you know just just being born is such a huge it's such a tiny percentage of chance that you even would have been born <laughs> and then you know to be born especially for us you know in a nation where we really have so many rights and abilities to do so many things i mean we're just like you know we're at the we're at the top of the top of the top of the top. You know, we were just, and it's not about feeling guilty about that, but it's just realizing how incredibly blessed we are and really kind of, you know, moving out of those you know, spaces where, you know, we get a flat tire or whatever happens. And, you know, we're like, oh, and realize, well, gosh, at least I have a tire, right? You know? <laughs> at least I had a car to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I had somewhere to go. <laughs> In fact, I, somebody just just within the past couple of days is telling me about a meme that they saw that really kind of helped shed light on perspective of how you know a person with the with the maserati has been a beautiful gorgeous you know two hundred thousand dollar maserati it was broken down and somebody in a beamer is driving by and it's like oh i wish you know i wish i had that and then you know the person who sees the beamer driving by who's driving a uh, uh, Honda is like, oh, I wish I had that. And the person uh, who's riding on a motorcycle looks at the Honda is like, oh, I wish I had that. And it kind of goes on down to the person who's sitting in the hospital, unable to move because their legs are, are have just been broken. Looking at the person on a beat up bicycle, or you know, walking with a beat up bicycle and saying, I wish I could walk. Mm. <laughs> and mm. so you know that kind of just reminded me of how 
we're always looking that's a human very human tendency to always kind of like look and wish for something else rather than appreciating what's here and right now yeah that whole comparison theory yeah exactly but you know you brought up something very interesting a couple of times you, you touched on judgment and particularly how from the perspective of the divine, there is no judgment. Mm. Whatever we do, whatever we, whatever we engage with, whatever decisions we make is okay right now. And I really love, you know, appreciate how you brought that up and the, the business of us beating ourselves up, you know, the measuring stick ends up becoming the torture device as we beat ourselves up with it mm. and being able to let it go. Mm. Absolutely. It's so much about how we measure ourselves. You know, if we, if we all were taught that the color red was bad and the color blue was good, I mean, there's no real value to be, you know, either way. It's just, it's, it's what we've been taught and what we, what we, what we decide, what we decide to value, you know, everything really in this world is really valueless. And I don't mean to make it like, you know, like we're just dust in the wind, that kind of song. I'm just saying it's, it's us that gives it that meaning. It's us that gives us that, that value. And we're the ones to get to, really decide you know is it is it more important for me to be uh feel whole and feel and feel secure and to feel um uh uh tranquil or is it more important for me to make ten dollars ten million dollars a year i mean what is you know what where is my value where is my you know i mean in, in each one you know at the end of the day <laughs> we're the ones that get to decide which one's more important right yeah cool yeah so um i kind of to to get it back to even though there are no endings and beginnings, that the calendar has an ending and a beginning, the way we structure our lives around it. And uh, Pete, I'm really interested, you know, since the archangels can, can come through you at any time, and do, 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 you, do you have personally any sort of rituals or practices around a new year that you engage in, or are you just really in the flow of whatever shows up each, each day even? So, yeah, I mean, it's so much about the patterns that you really create for yourself, you know, and, and um, I think one thing that's that can be really uh, not harmful, but one thing, you know, once you really kind of get yourself in that state and that flow, you can kind of forget to keep those things going. You know, for me, it's about uh, you taking that, you're filling up one full sheet of gratitude and taking a, a 10 minute meditation. And I do this. I do this meditation. We can actually, it would be kind of cool maybe to, to end the session with what I do where I bring forth the four cardinal archangels and I surround myself with them, you know, every single day. So that's something that I do. But I think mainly it's about, you know, RuPaul once said that he's always meditating. And I think I understand what he's saying because it's always about, it's always about um, sort of uh, uh, getting yourself or, or, or really um, checking yourself against uh, am I being mindful and, and am I making whatever is happening in front of me more important than me and more important than my state of being? Uh, you know, cause you can, you know, I've met people, uh, I'm, I met a person that's, you know, is, is what you would consider to be the ultimate of success and was really so despondent, you know? So it's like, you, there's no, there's no point that you reach in your life where you're just going to automatically you know, feel like you're in the best place. It's about how it's about your own personal state of being and how you experience it. So I think it's about how in, in every single moment, as much as you can about uh, finding that, that um, sort of focal point of what is mindfulness and for me and what is, what is really important. And, and, you know, that, that divining stick of, of, uh, of, of really discovering in yourself 
Um, I mean, I, I know for me, like um, if, if spirit doesn't want me to do something or if spirit sees something bad, I get like a pit in my stomach. And if they're excited about something, I feel like these tickles on my shoulders, it's almost like the angels are dancing on my shoulders or um, I'll see like repeated numbers or I'll see flashes of blue, which is Archangel Michael. I mean, I, they, and, but I know, I know what my signs are or uh, a bird flying in front of my windshield. You know what I mean? Um, different experiences I've had like this. And so I think it's for each one of us, it's about finding, finding that particular pattern, that particular flow that reminds you really of who you are in that whole moment. I mean, I'm reading this amazing book and of course that you should never bring up a book if you can't remember the name of it. But what, <laughs> what it's really talking about is, is really um, the Christ consciousness and really how we are all part of that Christ consciousness and how if you really, really read the Bible with the idea that um, you know, we are all part of that divine and not that we're all not that we're all born bad and we have to like have somebody die for our sins and sort of, you know, he's always going to be this pinnacle of Christ, but how that we are all Christ and we all can be, we can all get that consciousness. And I think when you, when you realize that you, you take so much more pride in yourself and you take so much more, um, what's the word? You're, you're so much more, gosh, mindful is the only word I can think of, of, of your actions in every moment of, you know, I am part of the divine, you know, number one, I don't have to be worried about this, but I'm also kind of expressing the divine in every moment. I know I feel like I've kind of rambled, but <laughs> your ramblings are wonderful. <laughs> and we do that all the time on the show anyway. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why we have no clock. There's no clock. It's made up. That's all judgment. <laughs> so so uh, Apio, uh, what, what about you? Do you have anything that uh, a personal practice or ritual that you, that you do each uh, new year? Well, it's, it's interesting because when I was thinking about the rituals that I incorporate, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of rituals. And But as far as a New Year ritual, it's almost, I would say that the ritual is checking in to see if there's a ritual that makes sense, letting go of rituals that no longer serve me, and looking for rituals that serve me now. It is very much about being here and now in the moment and seeing and letting go of what no longer serves me and embracing what does now. So that I would say that is the ritual. And it's especially true at and you know at the beginning of, of the year when, when we have this big calendar reminder that you know it's um, that we're 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 at that particular point. Um, beyond that, it's it's really yeah, I, I've never been a, fa a fan of, of resolutions. Although, you know, I, in a little blog post that I, put, that I put up on January 1st, I did say, you know, if, if you are a fan of, of resolutions, then I challenge, you know, everybody to resolve to connect, connect with yourself, connect with your courage, connect with the divine, connect with others, and to and simultaneously disconnect from fear, disconnect from the things that no longer serve you. And you can also resolve to be, you know, to be authentic and to be real. You can resolve to feel, feel good about your, whatever circumstances that you are in right now. It doesn't matter. You can always find something to feel good about. Mm. So, so those are the things for me. I mean, if you're going to make a resolution, resolve for things like that. And you brought up an interesting point, you know, Pete, about, uh, you know the when you know the resolutions oftentimes focus on the negative. You know it's like on all the bad things about ourselves, and I'm going to improve. Oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to you know do this or that or whatever. 
And I, I would say, you know, if, if somebody wants to make a resolution beyond what, you know, the things I just listed, resolve to find something that works for you and to mm. do that mm. without judgment. Right. Because, I mean, it's uh, both of the dualies that we know, so, uh, action, feeling first, mm-hmm. manifestation second. second. So mm-hmm. you re- yeah. resolve to, to choose your best feeling as opposed to stuff or your negative changes or anything like that. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, when you're doing that, what you're really sort of doing is like there's, there's sort of like this um, – I see it as a bubble around us and it's that creative space that's around us and it's about us. It's sort of like the idea of like when you're at the ocean and you, and you dig a, a hole in the sand then it fills in with seawater. It's the same kind of idea. It's about creating, you know, like when you're saying, you know, think about it first, become it first in your mind and then it becomes you. It's about, uh, it's almost that idea of like in this, in the space around you, like, like kind of forward just a little bit, you create the space where that's possible and then the universe just has to, you know, the universe abhors a vacuum. So, of course, it has to absolutely fill in with whatever space you've created for it. And that goes back. And, uh, one thing I, it's only in recent years that I've enjoyed this aspect of, of a new year. Um, and that's getting rid of clutter. Mm. Uh, computer files in my thoughts, in my house of stuff. Um, because you can't, nothing can come in if everything's full. Right, you can have so much, yes. so much going on in your life, in your spiritual life, in your physical activities that there's no room for some new, you know, your best experience ever cannot get in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, it's, it's, I, I'm glad you brought up the part about clutter, because that's actually it has a very real implication for me right now. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you guys not in my normal space where I typically record the show. Um, that's because my home office is currently occupied by my daughter-in-law and my, and my uh, grandkids. You know, they've been here visiting from Florida. And while I was clearing out everything out of my home office to make the space ready for them so you know, for their visit, I realized that there was a lot of crap that I just let accumulate and just you know stuffed and you know I basically stuffed away so it wasn't necessarily visible. But boy, when I had time to you know clear it all out, so it started before the new year, but it's actually continued into the new year also. And oh my gosh, it feels great. Well, that's that's the same thing with that creative that creative space. I mean, you can absolutely tell where Pete is by looking at his, my home environment. You can absolutely tell, but you can hack that. Kind of like with what you're saying, Apio, if you clean out your physical space, your mental space automatically cleans out. You know, it's sort of the same thing like with the mind-body-spirit system, you know, where our natural state of being is joy. You know I mean, if you realize that your natural state of being is joy, you simply have to find a way to hack yourself into that. So I know when I was going through my really depressive period, I would force myself to smile. I would simply just force myself, and it would just, I mean, it would look weird. It was like a joker face. It was like, what? It was scary. But what it did was, you know, my, my brain would go, he's smiling. Maybe we're happy, you know? And then I would suddenly start getting kind of happy, you know what I mean? And, and it's the same like if you're really, really anxious, if you take those, that's why most meditations start off with those deep, slow breaths. Because if you take those deep, slow breaths, you know, your mind is like, gosh, we, we're kind of acting relaxed. You know, maybe we're relaxed. 
let's give it a shot. You know, next thing you know, and if you think about it, air is the largest natural resource that we take in. You know, more than water, more than food, more than anything else, we take in air. So, you know, an Archangel Raphael right now is jumping up and down because he's the Archangel of air. You know, go ahead, Archangel. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it, it's so much about, you know, taking in those long, deep breaths and you can just like hack your system. So it's about finding those hacks. You know what I mean? I guess that's what I was alluding to earlier, uh, Andy, about about finding those those meditative moments, like in every moment, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be some big hairy deal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to get a candle and you got to get your stone and you got to get in the right place. Right. You yeah. For, for people that say they can't meditate and it takes too much time. Like, yeah, <laughs> breathe more deep breaths. You said it's the start to so many, but Hey, if, if just start that, that could be the whole thing too. Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, I might, my, my gratitude, my, my morning ritual of expressing gratitude or for just simply five minutes. That to me is a form of meditation, mm. and 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 I that, that centers me, that grounds me. And even when I go through those really dark times, you know, which with the past couple of months have been extremely challenging for me with you know the seasonal affective disorder that I have to deal with on a yearly basis. Um, that I've still been able to find that space of gratitude and you know to to be there and what's beautiful about that is that you can do it in any moment you can be in the middle of something super stressful and to pause just to say okay i'm grateful for this grateful for that i'm grateful for that boom done no the the four deep breaths the three expressions of gratitude whatever it is quick meditation a quick pause helps to reset the mind so they're, they're, they're coming up to me with you know, the idea of the endings and the beginnings, Zappio. I'm so glad you said that because the archangel is like screaming in my ear right now. So, <laughs> you know, you, you realize that you have this seasonal disorder. So I think there's immense value to realizing where you are and like, you know, people that, that feel like they're sick and they go to the doctor and the doctor says it's just all in your head and whatever. And then they finally find out I have whatever it is. Mm -hmm. whatever it might be that's amazing but the next step is letting go of that identity you know what i mean so it's it's that ending and then the new beginning it's so important to reach that 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 platform where you realize i'm not crazy i am this i do have this this does affect me but then the next step is going into a new a new beginning where you're like but that's not who i am that doesn't that right. doesn't that doesn't define me I am this new thing. So does that make sense to you? Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. In fact, um, before, before we started recording, I was mentioning how most years it, it, I've been able to you know, keep progressing to a point where most years it doesn't affect me nearly as bad. But for whatever reason, this year, this cycle, is, it's almost like it's a new version of the cycle. Mm. Kind of like, you know, we built up starting at a new platform mm. and wham. <laughs> but again, recognizing it, being able to cycle through it and keep moving up, keep stepping up. And I don't want to get too like weird and spiritual and stuff like that, but there are there are That's forces out there that <laughs> there are forces out there that really want to. I mean, their whole oh, yeah. their whole idea is to hold us back, you know. So it's almost like you have reached this new level, and now they have to sort of intensify, you know this this uh easy quick button on you it's it's i and I've, I've kind of tuned into this before it's almost like i see this control panel with this being and each one of us has this control panel where we have certain buttons certain dials and certain switches that work for us 
but when we can somehow tune in and we can and we can see it's almost like you can you can sort of like see the pattern of when i have this thought that happens and so on and so yeah. forth where you can start seeing the buttons being pushed and when you realize that that's when you can start hacking the system and you can kind of be like aha i see you i see yes. what you're trying to do right there and i can change that around i can push another dial you know what i mean so i celebrate you apio that you've reached the point of where they're trying to tear you down even harder because that means you're stronger and you're at that next level and that's exciting let's celebrate oh, that. i i actually have been celebrating at <laughs> times yes it's been through gritted teeth but i've been celebrating the whole way it's like <laughs> me you know this is this is good this is really good <laughs> i've found so much gratitude throughout the whole process so much mm. so much gratitude and it, it's it's been great yeah it really uh, has been. That's, it's not my show, but if we're going to end, I know after you need to go at nine, and I feel terrible. I'm the guest, but if you want me to end oh, with that meditation, you know, it's. How long does it take? Hours. Sorry. Oh, how long does it take? Because I mean, we stopped about probably ten. about seven minutes, six, seven okay, minutes. Cool. You know, like that. Well, so, Andy, why don't you jump in really quick with one of your rituals? Uh, well, you, you, uh, Pete mentioned that joy is our our natural state. Mm. So, so one thing I've been doing for a few years is is a happiness jar which is, you know, I have mine right here and it doesn't have to be tied to New Year's Eve at all. But the idea is just to make this, I just have a small mason jar and I bedazzled it a little bit, but it's just uh, at any, at just at any wonderful moment, I wrote down what's wonderful and stick it in the jar. And um, you could go and open it on a day you're not feeling well. I like to go through them around New Year's Eve. You could do it on your birthday, but anytime it's, it's there are no rules. You define the rules and make it different each time. The first time I did this, I overflowed my jar so quickly, but I had the rule that I had to wait a year. So I left it and forgot about it. I like totally missed the first anniversary of doing it and did, did nothing. Um, this year, this is my whole, this is all of 200, 200 2017, um, <laughs> all my happiness things, because this year was full of challenges and there, you know, four or five months, I didn't put anything in this jar. So I'm going to randomly take something out. Ooh. Oh, excellent Hanukkah, Festivus, and Christmas for 2017. So this was really a recent one that I wrote, but we did. Uh, we truly, we really celebrated Hanukkah, Christmas, and Festivus, the made-up Seinfeld holiday. We did all three this year, and uh, it was a blast. So um, again, a year that had some really dark times. I don't know if I'd get through this year, but uh, it it ended on such a fantastic note. But again, that happiness jar just it's it's a uh, it's a structure that anyone can define the rituals and timing around it. So that's a cool thing that I like because you can just do it whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so with that, and, and I'll share more. I've got, I did some research. And uh, so for, uh, you know, listeners that are looking for more rituals or practices to try at any time, because again, you can make your own fiscal year and decide when your new year starts for you. Um, but I'll, they'll share more in the blog at realmenfield.org. Um, we'll share some things there because, yeah, I think we should take advantage of the archangels while we have them. Mm. All right. Are all you all ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Yes. So this is a meditation I do uh, really every day with the four cardinal archangels. If you sort of kind of get this idea of that we are so surrounded, we're so supported. These four cardinal archangels are, um, you know, as the diff different winds, I guess you'd say. They're also, they each have their own element too, fire, water, earth, air. Um, as well. So they're completely surrounded. So what I'd like for everybody to do is just kind of put your feet firmly on the ground. I'd like you to imagine a, a very bright shaft of light coming down out of the sky, coming down through your crown chakra, 
Go down the right side of your body, down to your right foot into the earth, and back up into your left foot and back up the left side of your body, and then joining into that shaft of light. And as it passes through Mother Earth, imagine Mother Earth filtering out all the gunk that's going in there. It's amazing. I'm right now getting the smell of roses, which is Archangel Barakiel, who is not one of the archangels or the cardinal archangels, but I guess he wants to come forth. He's the archangel of laughter. So <laughs> he's coming forth right now. Interesting. So if you ever smell roses, it's Archangel Barakiel, the archangel of laughter. Okay. So I want you to imagine with your uh, root chakra, imagine the sun energy coming into your root chakra and imagine just filling up with energy almost to where you like feel this like pressure in your root chakra. Imagine just let it fill up with pressure. Just let it fill up and build up and build up until just it, all of a sudden that energy has to like shoot right back out to the sun from your root chakra. And now the same with your sacral chakra. Imagine the, the sun's energy coming into the sacral chakra, just filling up and just filling up all this energy, just filling it up, filling it up, filling it up, just burst back out again. Hmm. And now your solar plexus chakra, imagine it filling up with the sun's energy, filling up, just expanding, just expanding pressure, pressure, and this will just like just burst back out to the sun. Now the same with your heart chakra. Imagine just filling up, filling up, filling up, and then just bursting back out to the sun. Your throat chakra, filling up, filling up with energy, feeling that pressure, feeling it, and just burst back out to the sun. And your third eye chakra, building up with energy, building up, just feeling your head almost just like trying to expand and then shoots back out to the sun. And then your crown chakra, imagine just filling up with all this energy, filling up from the sun. And then it comes out the top of your head. And as it comes out on top of your head, imagine ashes coming out. As all those thoughts and all those ideas and all those feelings and things that you're just ready to let go, just shoot out. And now to our right side stands Archangel Michael. Imagine the energy or the wing of Archangel Michael, his left wing coming down over us. And he's bestowing us with strength, protection, and motivation. Imagine that wing going all the way down to your feet. Archangel Uriel in front. Archangel Uriel takes his wing and he brings it over us, brings us energy wisdom, and focus. Archangel Gabriel to the left. His, his uh, right wing comes around us, giving us inspiration, creativity, and boldness. Hmm. Archangel Raphael behind. His wing comes around us, giving us perfect angelic health, safe travels, and teaching us how to walk in faith. Now imagine in front Archangel Nathaniel. He's creating the path towards our wants, needs, and desires. Mother Earth below is supporting us, nurturing us, nourishing us, bringing forth all the resources for our wants, needs, and desires. The Shekinah up above, which is the mother energy of God, connecting us with all that is, we're completely surrounded, supported, nurtured, nourished, and called forth to be all that we truly are. Namaste. I recognize the God in each of you. Beautiful.
Thank you. All right. to black. Shivers. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. I, I felt a lot there. <laughs> wow. So uh, in case you weren't sure what an angel encourager, an angelic healer and mentor would all be, like I, I, I trust you've had the experience of that now. Um, <laughs> and if you didn't, give it the time and space and, and listen to these two um, meditations and allow yourself to have an experience and, and let the mental judgment fall away. Mm. Um, yeah. So thank you very much, Pete, for, for joining yes. us this evening. That was uh, fantastic. Um, a great way to celebrate the mental illusion of endings and beginnings of years. <laughs> Apio, thanks as always for joining us and uh, sharing some of your practices and some of, and some of your struggles too. Um, and again, this is a, a place for, for Apio and I, for our guests, for listeners, wherever you are, to let it all hang out, man. Um, this, this is a judgment-free zone. Um, so we'll be live uh, next Tuesday, January 9th. We're going to have um, our second panel of men gathering together to speak about the sexual harassment, which uh, just has continued. It hasn't stopped. It had a little bit of a holiday break, perhaps, but uh, this certainly has continued with, with more men being called out, more men apologizing, more jobs lost, more women stepping forward since we had our initial discussion in December. So that's an open call. Everybody is welcome to join us. And you can join us at 9 o'clock Eastern at realmenfield.org slash show. Be part of the show. Um, yeah. And I am really blanked out from that meditation. <laughs> so I'm just yeah, going to say thanks. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. Um, really quick, I want to toss out there any of our past female guests who have been very outspoken about, you know, hum human issues, whether it pertains to female issues or male issues or whatever, want to make sure we extend the invitation to them as well, because they've always contributed some amazing, amazing insights to the conversation as well so this isn't just about men coming together it's about our sisters coming together with us as well yeah that's a good point because the first time i did intentionally keep it just men but i am gonna i'm gonna actually tag a few people i'm gonna tag some uh we have a few women in our private facebook group i'm gonna tag them uh laurie will probably be showing up because i you know she didn't like that she was kept away from the first discussion <laughs> <laughs> But uh, again, so thanks for, for listening, for tuning in. I hope you had a fantastic experience tonight because that's really what we wanted to bring you was, was more than talk, more than theory, to have an experience. And uh, I think Pete knocked it out of the park, all the archangels that, that showed up here. Uh, great love and appreciation for them. And wherever you're finding us, wherever you're finding Real Men Feel, please give us a rating, a review, a share, a like, a comment. Let us know you're out there and what you're, what you're interested in. Uh, visit realmenfeel.org. Check us on Facebook. Send us feedback. And we'll talk again soon. Until next time. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org, join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook, and share what you thought of this show. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com.